Hi, welcome to season two of the Purpose Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Kari Hurd. I'm dubbing this season, Single Mom Truths, and we're gonna be breaking the status quo and heading in a whole new direction. Join me and my extraordinary guests, some new and some returning, for open and uncensored conversations about all the things. We'll share stories and experiences that'll change your old mindset, stir your spirit, and light a fire inside. It's my mission to inspire all moms to stop surrendering to their old stories about what life should look like and start creating a life that lights them the fuck up. So if you're ready to live your life by your rules, let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, you guys. We've got another awesome episode and I am so excited for this week's guest. Ashley Martin, and I have to share before we even get started, Ashley and I met because she and her husband, Chad, and our adorable little dog, Maggie, come through the drive-thru at the coffee shop I work at, which is how we originally connected, and then I just asked you, like, I didn't even know you were kind of in this motivational coaching sort of world, and you were going to go ahead and explain to me, like, you don't call yourself a coach. So tell the listeners, what what do you call yourself? I call myself Ash Master Flash, and that's all I know right now. (laughs) That is all I know. And, you know, I, my whole life, I feel like I've been coaching people, but you always feel like it's this bad thing to say that you're a coach or it comes with these nuances or expectations or are you a coach, coach, or you are a consultant? Like, what exactly do you do? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be me and I'm doing me and I'm just going to do what's going to bring me joy and we'll figure it out. I love that. I love that a thousand yeah. percent. Um, yeah. Cause that's what it's, I mean, that's really what it's all about. And that's the biggest thing I've learned. So I've been sort of part of this realm of coaching for about a year. And that's the biggest thing I've learned is just the importance of like, you know, there's that cliche phrase of like, you do you and, but that's really what it's about, right? Just whatever lights you up, whatever makes you happy, just do that. Right, right. Being who you are. And I feel like I have this, this following of I'm going to take this jump and hey, all of y'all should jump with me. And people will see that I've like either left a job or rejoined a job or moved across the country or left my husband for three months in the winter And they just, they see me taking these big steps, but they don't understand how I got to that decision of taking that big step. So then they'll come to me and we'll talk about things. And that's where that consulting or coaching will come out because I, I see the same things in other people where they're like, Hey, I feel like I need to do this or I want to do this, but I don't, I don't know how to, or I want to, and I'm really afraid. And having those conversations with people is is what's been really powerful for me. And I've done that through other organizations that I worked for. So I wasn't a coach, but yet I would, and this is speaking to the real estate office that I worked in, and I worked for a mortgage company the past few years. And I would have this therapy chair sitting in in the office and be like, here, sit. Let's not talk about your marketing Let's talk about what's really going on with you so that we can transfer it to your marketing. Like, I feel like it's all this big jumble and that we're having to unweave it thread by thread because your work life filters into your home life. So how can we make sure that we are, are attacking like the biggest source of your stress right now? And then we'll talk about marketing. So, yeah, it's just something that I've always done, whether I've been working for a church or working for the mortgage company. I've always been that little bit of a, of a leader or a den mother yeah. in a way where people <laughs> just come to me and I'll be like, let's, let's fix this. Come on. Let's squat. Let's, yeah, let's check. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's just my that. relationship and my Southern hospitality and, like, let's just talk about all the things. But no, I really care. Like, I really want people to be happy and I want to be happy. So how can we like figure this out together? Right, right. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's so, everything is so intertwined. And mm-hmm. if, you're, if, 
if you're stressed at work, and this is what I tell some of the women that I work with, like if you're miserable at work, I guarantee there's something linking that to why things are not running smoothly at home and vice versa. Yeah. You know, yep. any time I've gone through big traumatic things in my personal life, a thousand percent of it impacts your work life. But I don't think people see that the reverse is also true, you know, right. and if you're not happy in one area. And I know one of the coaches that I worked with one time, she said, you know, how you show up in one area is how you're going to show up in all the areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are we aligning ourselves? Yeah. Like, are we, are we aligning ourselves to be our most powerful selves? Like, what is it exactly that we are dealing with? Because the stem of whatever issue it is, like say that you're having a fight with your spouse and it could be, I, I'm afraid that you are going to do X, Y, Z, but I'm not telling you that. And so that fear is setting into your work environment or your work relationships with people. Like I feel like I might get fired and I'm afraid of this. You're kind of afraid of things that are out of your control. So that's taking a step back and seeing how the little things can really manifest into big things and become this whole life that you're living that isn't even really true to who you are. Yeah. You know, I, um, somebody once told me, like, you know, we build these fears in our head and Mm -hmm. then she looked at me and she goes, yeah, but what do you know to actually be true? And I think what I hear you saying is like, it's taking that minute and taking that pause to say, okay, I've got this fear in my head, but what's the reality behind it so that I can really dig in and fix it? Right, right, right. Because people will see what I post on Instagram. Like they see this beautiful or not beautiful, you know, you see my junky house and my real, real house (laughs) tour. With your beautiful new basement. (laughs) My beautiful new basement and my husband who is just deadpanning everything like it just and they and they they take on this perception of oh they just haven't made they have it really good but you know that's not the case you're getting what I'm throwing out there and I try to be authentic with it but it's hard too like after I quit my job um, this was about three four months ago I quit my job for the second time same job just quit it for the second time And each time that I did that, I went dark on social media, which is not who I am. And I went dark because I didn't know who I wanted to be in this new Uh phase, this new adventure in my life. And I feel like whatever I put out there, that's what I'm going to be stuck with. So it's like, am I a coach? Am I like an HGTV Chip and Joanna wannabe? <laughs> like, am I a performer who just raps like and makes up their own song lyrics? Like, what is it that I'm putting out there? And do I have to monetize all of it? Like, I don't know when you get so wrapped up in your head with it. Like, it's so, right. I, feel, <laughs> I feel like yeah. I have to be really aligned to even post the good things that are happening to be, to be behind what I'm trying to say and put out there in the world and just right. being really vulnerable and saying, Hey, kind of like right now, I ain't got it all together. I'm trying to figure out like what this new business is that I feel like I'm being called to do. And I think it's really great that when I met you at the coffee shop and actually, you know, started following the Instagram puppies online and, and realized who you were and how you were in that sphere too. I was like, this is what we do. This is how we connect women who are, you know, following what they're being called to do as a, as a coach or as an entrepreneur or whatever it may be. This is my people. And it's like, you don't realize that until you start making yourself vulnerable, putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, here's my story. Do you connect? And that's, that's why I do it. I want to, I want to be able to connect with other people and, and help if I can. Yes. And I think the thing is too, like you just, you put it all out there and your people are going to find you. I just talked to a client last night and I was like, cause mm-hmm. that's one of her fears is of, you know, being too vulnerable, so to speak on social media. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know what to put out there. I don't know what to put out there. I said, you put it all out there. And of course, it, mm-hmm. it's a, I think it's like a, a, 
natural thing for us as humans to be like, oh, I don't want to put that out there because I might offend somebody or, oh, I don't want to put that out there because somebody's going to judge me for it. Or, I don't want to put that out there because, mm-hmm. you know, what's my great aunt Sally who follows me on Facebook? What's she going to think if I put that out there? And I said, mm-hmm. you have to, at some point, you have to just let that go. Put it all out there and your people are going to be there and the people who are judging or, you know, not supporting it, they're going to fall away. They're going to go away. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think of the people that I have followed in the past that maybe I don't resonate with now. I don't think any worse of them. I just don't resonate with them. So I don't follow them. So it's not like I'm sitting over here going, oh, well, I quit following her because she did this and this and this and I'm offended. It's like, no, I just don't resonate. And so I'm going to, you know, bless and release her. And that's what people are going to do to you. They're just going to bless and release. You know, they're going to be like, mm, yeah, I, I don't resonate with that. Awesome. Oh my away because I only want people in my energy that, like you said, like, these are my people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that I heard a long time ago that's kind of resonating here is people don't care about me as much as I think they do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they right? Really I'm not don't. all that. I know. <laughs> Their universe does not re- revolve around Ash Master Flash. And right? I think that's part of like just our nature of wanting to please other people and not mm. wanting to step on any toes. And so I think we're, we're afraid of being vulnerable because we're afraid mm. of that rejection. Even if we have 99% of people in our real tribe that's saying, ah, I get you, I'm with you. If that 1% ain't with me, it, it almost crushes me. So it's like, what is this work that I need to do inside myself to let go of the, the people pleasing, to let go of this idealistic dreamer nature that I have of, you know what? Pure harmony doesn't exist and that's okay. And and things aren't going to be okay all the time. It doesn't mean that that relationship is over. It just means, you know what, we need to take the next right step and figure out how do we move forward from this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have that. I'm, I'm reading something that I wrote on my wall. People pleasing, and this did not come from me. This comes from somebody else. That came from somebody else. I think it was somebody in my boss babes workshop. People yeah, pleasing. Somebody said that babes. one. There's no original <laughs> content out there anymore. No. Oh my gosh, whenever I have a good idea, I used to like Google it and see if other people had it. And then like Jenna Kutcher had that podcast name. And I'm like, well, I can't do that now. Now, see, if I hadn't Googled her, I'd just be in my own little world doing my thing, like oblivious and blissful, right? But no, okay, here's the quote. People pleasing is a selfish act to avoid feeling uncomfortable emotions. Yeah, I love that. Yes. People-pleasing is a selfish act because here we are thinking that we're accommodating other people, that we're being nice and we're being supportive, but no, it's selfish because you're not really being who you are because you're, you're avoiding feeling uncomfortable. You're avoiding feeling like anger or sadness or the anxiety that's bubbling up in your belly. And the thing that we need to remember, that discomfort is so temporary. That uncomfortable feeling is so temporary. And I think that's what prevents people from really truly stepping into what they're called to do or making a decision. Because it's not just, I'm going to make this decision. There's a ripple effect of how your decision can impact your family, Mm -hmm. impact your finances, impact Mm -hmm. your parents, impact whatever else. It's not just you in it. Right. But yet, how can you separate yourself and be like, okay, I still want to do this no matter what other people are going to feel? Like, how can I reach a compromise but still honor what I'm being called to do? Right. And I think that there's so much growth that can happen when you let yourself move through that discomfort. I was a coach say like when you lean into it and you go into it like with Mm -hmm. a limited mind, you know, and not Mm -hmm. I was like don't sit and dwell on how uncomfortable it is and don't get into sort of that victim mode of, Oh, I'm doing this, but it's so hard. It's okay. This is really hard. Why is it hard? What is it inside of me that I need to heal so that the next Mm -hmm. time it's a little less hard. It's probably still going to be hard, 
But each time mm-hmm. you really lean into it, and it's like that onion, right? You peel back the layers of the onion, and each time you face whatever that kind of hard is for you, it, you get to heal a new layer. And, like, how amazing is that? And how much of a gift to you, like you're saying, like how much of a gift to your family and friends is it for you to be healing yourself so that you mm-hmm. get to give yourself more more fully? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much yeah. of a gift is it to just be to be you? Like right. fully aligned, centered, not anxious, not emotional, not stressed. Like how much of a gift to the world is it for you to be you? Because yep. guess what? There's no other you. You're, you're it. <laughs> yeah, you are the only one of you. <laughs> right? Oh, well, if you think about yeah. the, the, you know, billions and billions of however huge our universe is, and there's like one exact configuration of molecules that equals you that's it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's crazy tell me this so I you, know you threw this out on yeah on instagram earlier um yeah probably a week or two ago talking about like the astrology and the moons mm-hmm. and you're feeling the energy and all that good 2020 stuff have you <laughs> taken one of those astro- astrological chart like birth chart horoscope thing i did about it was probably about a year ago. I, went, I did a lot of things about a year ago when I really started. On this adventure. And I filled in there's, I did. I, I like immersed myself in all of the coaching things. And then my brain kind of went, sorry. right. And then my brain was like, Ooh, we need to stop now. Uh-huh. Um, stop all the consuming. Just be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Cause we do get into consumption mode and we can even talk about that. That's another mm-hmm. thing. But like, oh, procrastination for sure. Uh, yes, I got onto, there's a website called My Body Graph, and it's your human design, which is yeah. like your blueprint for how you function energetically in the world. Uh-huh. Um, and it's based off of literally like the specific moment you were born. So you can, anybody listening, I, I don't own, I'm not affiliated with My Body Graph, but that's just the website. And you can plug in like your birth date, your time and your location. Mm-hmm. And it pinpoints and it's like, so my human design is I'm a manifesting generator. And all that ends up, if you read through all of this, it's super, super intricate and detailed. And like I, what I mentioned here is literally my extensive knowledge on this thing, but it helps you like <laughs> figure out how you flow through work energy the best. Like I know for me as a mm-hmm. manifesting generator, I have to watch when I'm in sort of that masculine sort of get crap done mode versus when I'm in mm-hmm. that feminine creative flow. And like, if I'm in that creative flow, then I should probably be creating content, not, you know, balancing the financial spreadsheet. And that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it helps you manage your, time to be most efficient it helps you with your energy around relationships you know like you can look up your kids birth dates and time and you know help you navigate that relationship so I have dug in a little bit to that but there's other pieces to it that I have not that I'm super interested in like I've yeah, always kind I of like been intrigued with like my horse yeah like I feel uh-huh. like I've always been intrigued with your horoscope but then like the ones you read in the newspaper are a little bit like you know, who, who wrote this? Like, did they know? <laughs> right. Um, but right. I, I mean, I, I do believe there's a piece of that huge, you know, like as I'm reading some of these, the new, like we're in the new moon now, I believe. And it's like, that's sort of supposed to be your restart energy. So let's, you know, set some goals and intention. And I think that there's something to be said for how all of our energy intertwines. And you can't tell me that this big, huge moon that can literally change the tides of the ocean doesn't mm-hmm. impact us as humans. Mm-hmm. I think it's crazy. You know? I think it's crazy. Yeah. I believe in God and all that good stuff. I mm-hmm. believe all that he did. But I also will read this whole thing when I plug in my birthday and it completely nails you. Chad and I were watching yeah. very Cavalieri last night and they actually had a relationship astrologer there. And so they were talking about what their um, horoscopes were. And I was like looking up mine. I'm like, okay, I'm a Virgo sun. I'm a cancer moon. Me That's too. why I'm so emotional. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Let's just cry together and just figure <laughs> it out. I'm just a bucket of water. <laughs> and I think my Pisces ascending is what I was. So okay, I'm yes, looking I haven't dug into up. some of that. 
Oh, it's good. It's good. But like one of the things that stuck out to me that said about who I am based upon where the stars were aligned and like where the moons were at 7.02 p.m. on September 20th of whatever year I was born, take your guess, it said, (laughs) (laughs) it said one of the greatest lessons in your life may be to avoid putting harmony in other people's opinions of you above your own needs and I was like oh this is the work that I've been doing of of coming out and not being afraid Mm -hmm. of what my mother thinks of me not Mm -hmm. being afraid of what my manager thinks of me not being Mm -hmm. afraid of what my husband thinks of me all of these things have been like subconsciously playing as like this cassette tape like on low that's staticky throughout every moment of my life and like what a gift it is to just have peace and say you know what I can't control it I'm I still need to be me no matter what is playing in the background because I can't be on the roller coaster of my emotions I just can't that's no way to live so how can I just be steady Eddie (laughs) right or, like, if you dig into human design, what I know about part yeah. of my design is I'm supposed to, I am actually supposed to ride those waves, but when I'm in the lows, like, lean into it as a learning opportunity, kind of like I talked before, like, it, yeah. yes, be steady, Eddie, but when you have those ups and downs, let them happen naturally. Don't, there's nothing you need to do to, like, amplify it. You don't need to get all, like, Oh, I'm in a low, so I'm just going to, you know, bump it mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's just about honoring it and saying, you know what, I know that I'm in an energetic low, so I'm going to, you know, maybe lighten my workload a little bit today, or I'm going to shift what I do, or I'm going to spend my time meditating, journaling, praying, you know, whatever your thing is. It's just shifting it around and knowing what your rhythms are. Yeah, and, and cutting those. yourself some slack. Oh right. my gosh, like I was just having this conversation yesterday of how we, we go from this nine to five work life of like, let's be there for like at least nine hours every day. And you feel like you're <laughs> clocking in for the hour. And so you have to work all hours, but oh, you get a break because you're walking in to pee and then you're walking to get a coffee and then you're walking around and you stop and talk at somebody's desk. And I'm like, I'm not really working now, but I kind of am because I'm talking to people, but okay, whatever. So then you quit your job and you're like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then you feel like you're supposed to work for eight hours of the Mm -hmm. day or else you're not good enough or else you're not, you're not supposed to get the prices that you are asking of your clients. Like all of these stories that we're telling ourselves, like just stop the madness. Like, you know, kind of like where you said you were a manifesting generator. So you need to understand the rhythms of your day. Yep. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do creative junk first thing in the morning. We don't do it later in the night when I get in flow and I'm okay with that. Like just let yourself off the hook of like how your body and your energy and your mental state, like, (laughs) right. I, I just, it's who I am. So why don't I right. lean in to that and take advantage of that strength? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, it's just honoring it. And I think this is a little bit of a tangent, but like so many people that get into the entrepreneurial life, like you're saying, they carry so much guilt around it. But if they're honest mm-hmm. with themselves, you got into it so that you can create your own schedule. So why yes. wouldn't you do that from the get go? Less yes. time. Less time doesn't mean less work or less productivity. You know, when I'm coaching clients, Uh that's an energy that I'm giving them. That's work. Uh 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 And it took me X amount of years to get all of this great work down to this 60 minutes. So right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I saw somebody who runs a an auto body shop, and they yeah. posted. It was this generic thing that they had posted on Facebook, and it was like basically addressing the client that says, you know, like, why are you charging me so much money to get my car repaired? And it's, I'm not charging you for the one hour of labor it took me to fix your car. I'm charging you for uh-huh. the 30 years of training I endured uh-huh. to be able to fix your car. 
It's mm-hmm. the same thing with anything, you know, like the hairstylist or the, it's the same thing. I'm not charging you for the one hour we're together. I'm charging you for all of my experience that has brought me to this point that I get to share with you. Yep. All these webinars and Instagram stories yeah. and Instagram lives that I watched <laughs> of other yeah, right. and I should have been working. <laughs> yeah. Right. All these books yeah. that I read when I should have been working. No, it's yeah. funny. I find that I, because I lean into accommodating others so mm. much and giving other people the benefit of the doubt, I find I need a little like sassy Ashley in the background to be like, you can't tell me when to work. I'm sorry. You can't tell me when to work. I'm going to do what I want. You can't tell yeah. me where to be. <laughs> For sure. I know, right? You can't tell me what to charge. Yeah. I, it's like I need that friend in my life to be like, you know what? F them. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I need that. Yeah. I need, I need that. What is it? The, the collaborative approach. And I think that's why I started like our little boss babes group of everyone else who was quitting their jobs and trying to figure out things on their own. And it's like, I need somebody to bounce ideas off of or else I'm going to go crazy. Yes. Right. Because you're, yeah, you sit and you stew and you don't know is a good idea. And you just, yeah, there is that feedback piece that's so, so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long so ago was it that you decided oh. to make this jump? Yeah, so my, the whole story is this. About three, almost four years ago, I was working, well, not working, I was a teacher. And then yeah. I had, uh, I was affiliated with a network marketing company. And I got the taste of oh, there's this whole other thing. You mean I don't have to work a nine-to-five kind of thing? Um, Mm -hmm. The network marketing company, I just, as time went on, I didn't feel quite as aligned with it. And so I stepped away from that. And then a year ago, I, last November, so a little over a year ago, I signed on with my first business coach to kind of help me, like what you're saying, like I need some business strategy because, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been a classroom teacher for 22 years. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of business strategy. So if you could look at yeah, it, that's a different industry completely. Totally. And especially when you're talking about online business, right? And like, totally. I'm, I'm of a generation where we like online is still relatively new for us. Like I know I'm not, I always tell people, I know I'm not old, but quite honestly, if you look at the people who are present on social media, I'm older than a lot of them. So there was like mm-hmm. all of these things where I was like, mm, I need a little coaching in the business realm. So I started with her a little over a year ago and then finished out this last school year. And then this past June, like six months ago or whatever, I finished the school year and then that I didn't go back this fall. And then I was just working at Caribou and kind of trying to get this thing off the ground. So have a year that I've been out of the classroom. Uh-huh. So, and a year yeah. that you've been just doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like I've spent a year, it's been a hard year with a lot of learning. I, I always, I've been in bit watching HGTV lately, like the rebuild it shows. Like, so when I was watching your whole basement remodel, I was like, oh, look, yeah, it can be on HGTV. Um, <laughs> but With I Matthew feel like, husband. <laughs> yes. He's so sweet. I feel like 2019 was like all about the demolition phase of reconstruction. Oh, and like now 2020, uh-huh. I get to rebuild. Uh-huh. I feel like a you lot know? of people are thinking that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when, when 2018 turned to 2019, I'm like, I know this year is going to suck. Like I just knew it. I just, yeah. <laughs> Right? It is. It, it has to get hard, though, in order to be effortless later, I think, because yeah. that's, I mean, you learn so much about yourself. You learn what's going to make it effortless. You do the inner work to, I always say, like, the universe kind of gives you these prove-it moments, right? You tell the universe, okay, I'm mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, and the universe says, yeah, but are you ready for it? Because there's so right. many things you don't know that you're ready for, and so it's like it throws these tests at you to make sure you're ready. And if you're not, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to live in that lesson for a while. Mm -hmm. And then once Mm -hmm. you really kind of embrace it, then the universe says, okay, here you go. Now you're ready for the next layer, but hold Mm -hmm. on. I'm going to give you one more test to see if you're ready for the next piece, you know, and you have to be ready for that if you're jumping into the, right? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, okay, like you said you wanted this. Like, are you sure? Right. <laughs> let's, That's let's exactly. Are you sure? If, let's see if you say yes to this thing because it may get you to where you want to be. And if you say no to that, then maybe you're not ready. Right. Oh, so scary. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you can't show up to heal that, whatever that thing is, that struggle, that roadblock, if you can't show up to heal that, you're not ready for whatever it is your journey, mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. towards, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even and have to be the real life. It can be, it can I, be anything. I see this, right. I see this a lot with women. My, so I've been a single mom now for 15, yeah. almost 15 years. And so other women that are kind of in that boat with me who are like, I don't even know if I want to date again or if I'm ready to. And then you get other women who are like, yep, get me out there. And then the universe goes, well, okay, are you sure? So here, I'm going to throw you a whole bunch of douchebags to try to sift through mm-hmm. so you can decide if you're ready and help you. You know, all of those things are meant to be lessons. And I, instead of looking at them as like roadblocks, it's like, okay. And that's what I mean when I say like lean into it and learn from it. What is this trying to teach me right yeah. now? Yeah, it's just you know? so tough to lean in. Like it's easy to say yes, but then right. when it comes to actually doing it, you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be at all. This is, this right. sucks. <laughs> right? There's something to be said at nine to five where you show up and your schedule is basically laid out for you rather than like you mm-hmm. having to do that for yourself. Like, oh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. I have to do that. All right. Oh, preach, preach. Like there's so many things <laughs> that you don't realize that you have to do as a, as a business owner until you have to do them all. And then you appreciate ah, I didn't have to think about all these things. <laughs> when I went home, when right. I clocked out at five o'clock, I didn't have to think about none of this junk. And it, nope. you, you're rewarded for that in the stability. Ah, right. Like the stability, right. the stable life is a nice right. life. And I think that's what kept me from jumping for a long yeah. time is being afraid that I'm not going to pay my bills. And then yeah. what money blocks do I have to be afraid of that? Because you know what? Right. Like there's always more money. I got a lot yeah. of skills. Yeah. Girl, why ain't you selling any right. of your skills you got? It, so it's yeah. just like what, what's blocking you from, yeah. from doing the things that you're, you're being called to do. It's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. So what did prompt you to jump? Because I'm looking at all of the wonderful jumps you've taken. Like you, you said you were a Southern girl, so I know you moved here from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then you said you left Chad for a few months last winter to go back to Louisiana. Like all of these big jumps and like you said, back and forth and kind of to and from your nine to five. Mm-hmm. What's been that like, is there a feeling you get when you're like, okay, now it's time to jump? Mm. Well, in the case of me leaving my husband here in the cold, dark winter <laughs> and, and going to enjoy my life in the South, yes. it was something that I've always wanted to do. And it's still something that I always wanted to do. Like when people ask me, are you and Chad going to have kids? I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be here putting a child through school when I want to be somewhere South for the winter. Like that doesn't make yeah. sense. I mean, that's not the main reason, but that's one of the things right, right. that I think about. Yeah. Um, like my goal is, is to my goal. I, I hope it's Chad's goal too. eventually one day have a home that is not in Minnesota because like, I just can't function. Like I, I will tell you the first night that I moved to Minneapolis, like in 2005 in October, like right after hurricane Katrina had hit and we were without power for three weeks and like Louisiana summer heat. It was terrible. So I camped outside. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even have to drink my air anymore. I could breathe it and I'm, I'm, I could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have crotch sweat. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, right. And I really embraced it. But, like, once March hit and we got two snowstorms, I'm like, wait, isn't, isn't the snow supposed to be done in March? Yeah, no, like, I'm over no, this now. <laughs> It's not. And so like having this husband who is very stable, steady, eddy type of guy and me (laughs) being more of the free bird, wild child, kind of I can adapt anywhere and I don't like a routine, but I kind of like a routine. But like, let's just mix things up a little bit. Like I've always known, like if I ain't got to be here in the winter, I don't want to be here. 
So yeah. I quit my job last summer, not the previous summer, but, you know, two summers yeah. ago. Like said, you know what? I'm going to jump. I'm feeling called to jump. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I'm feeling like this is the right moment for me. And I had been, you know, kind of taking some steps over the past six months from like January to July to get me to that point in the summer where I felt confident to jump. And either that was paying down debt or mm-hmm. it was joining a, an online business group and paying mm-hmm. a lot of money to be a part of it. But just knowing in your gut, like it felt yeah. right. I need to do yep. this. I need to trust in the universe right now and put in my credit card. Like I have to do this. And, you know, just kind of building up my confidence in that way and, and, and mm-hmm. studying some things. And then I got to the point in the summer where it was a make or break moment. And I think that's what it is. And the story has shifted to now when I quit my job. Um, it was a make or break moment. I need to do this now mm-hmm. or else, you know, my role is going to change a little bit in the company and I don't want to get down that path. So that was that decision of jumping. And then mm-hmm. once it got to November, December, and winter is here. It was actually my friend Dave who was, Maggie's moving around. Um, it was my Thank friend Dave you. who either needed to come and babysit Madge for a week or two, you know, dog sit, we have a cat too, mm-hmm. just stay at the house. I needed to book him or I needed to tell him, you know what, you, he had this other job that he was deciding between. And he's like, you know, my Maggie girl's got first priority if you and Chad are going to go, you know, to Louisiana for mm-hmm. two weeks, like you always do. And I was like, I had to make a decision. I said, this is the one time, the first time in my life that I am not chained to a schedule. I'm not chained to a location. I want to do it, but I'm afraid to do it because it kind of looks bad. Like mm-hmm. it looks bad. like I'm not going to do a job. I'm not going with my husband. Like I'm not going to my other house. Like I'm moving in with my parents, but I miss my parents. So I like them. So like, it's like all of those things, like I was worried about, but I was like, you know what? This is the only time I get to do it. So I remember crying, like sobbing as I texted Dave back and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take my Maggie and we're going to go down to Louisiana so you can take your other dog sitting job. And then I knew I had to stick with it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Then you're stuck. (laughs) There were no backseats after that. (laughs) But just a dumb thing like that, I got so emotional over because I realized at that moment that I am waiting for my life to happen based on external circumstances dictating it. Oh, so like I was trying to. <laughs> right? No, I was just to say that's the secret sauce right there. Oh, like are you waiting for life to happen or are yeah. you consciously making decisions to make yeah. it happen? Right. Cause see, I was trying to get Chad a job down there and I was like, Hey, you, you could do my friend Dean's basement, not basement. What does she have? A, it was a bathroom at the time. You could do her bathroom and have a remodeling job down there for you. And he's like, you know, I just don't want to do it. I want to stay here and I want to build my business in Minnesota because guess what? I live in Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And he was like, okay. And I think too, like I needed to do it for me because I'm, like I said, I'm that personality of being like very out going and and loud and free bird and with Chad he's more reserved quiet funny funny as all get out like he fooled me but he's he's more of the introverted style and more of the pessimistic style like he's real life I'm dreamer I'm idealistic (laughs) yes he's pragmatic right and I'm like You know, after being six months of not having a real job, like you have this identity crisis of like, who am I? Like, I think at that point we're married like 12 years or so, 10, 12 years. And I'm like, I feel like I'm turning into my husband. Like, I need to get my fire back. I need to Mm -hmm. figure out like, what do I want instead of just kind of living the same life that he is living? You know, like, where are my friends at? I I haven't invited anybody to my house for like, three years. Like what, what is this? 
And I think I needed that for me, not just like because I needed sunshine and warmth, but I needed to find out who I was outside of my marriage. And I think that that is so, so common with women. I preach it all the time, especially when you add the layer of children in the mix. It's like you gradually start, you know, you quit becoming Ashley and you become Chad's wife. And then pretty soon you're Mm -hmm. not just Chad's wife, but you're so-and-so's mom or what, you know, and it's like eventually you look back and you go, wait, who, who's Ashley or who's Kari or wait, who am I, you know? And I I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure my, my family and friends think I'm having like this midlife crisis. And I said, you know what? (laughs) I'm seriously, because that's kind of what it feels like. Right. right? And you do get like, Uh I have a little Uh bit of a like, Oh my God, they're going to think I'm totally crazy. But it's like, I, it's not a crisis. I'm just sort of reawakening myself to the fact that, you know, I've spent a lot of time now, don't get me wrong. I've been very, very blessed. I have amazing children. I've been mm-hmm. very, you know, like the universe has brought me so much goodness. But you sort of look back and you go, wow, there's a lot of pieces of my life. Like for me in particular, it was my job. I endured that career for 20 years. And that's to say that I hated mm-hmm. it. it was, but, you know, mm-hmm. you, there's pieces of your life that you all of a sudden look and you go, I really just sort of endured that season of my life and I didn't create it yeah you know and like you have you look back and you're like okay now I want to create something for myself I want that identity I want and I know like for me I I I don't know if I would have chosen necessarily to go to college or not I I don't know but I feel like I spent a whole bunch of time just sort of Mm -hmm. doing what you sort of hear society expect or mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. you know you finish high school you go to college and after college you get married and I even remember my dad saying you don't have to get married just because everybody else is and I was like dad I won't do that and then I did <laughs> because everybody else and it wasn't because everybody else was but it's because you see everybody else and I hadn't really put much mm-hmm. thought into what else I would do even if I had the option right. like, I, I don't even right. know what my options are I, I'm you know, 22, and I, I, I don't know what I want to do. So, you know, this guy's pretty decent. He treats me well. I think I'll get married. And then all of a sudden, you look back and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. Well, I don't know if that was a good choice. So we'll kind of keep plugging away. And then, but that's kind of what happens, right? Like, uh-huh. you just kind of go uh-huh. through these motions where you're like, I don't know what else is out there for me it's too scary to go look. And like you said, there's that stability piece that feels really good. And then you yeah, go, that stability is almost mm, priceless. So it gets too uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And then you get to this point where you're like, well, now it's like, now I'm just on a freaking treadmill and it's monotony. And I, and you have to just pause <laughs> and go, wait, what do I want for my actual life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need? What am I supposed to be doing yeah, with it? Right? Like what's going to really bring me joy? Like you said, and I'm sure when you got, I'm sure it was hard for you to be away from Chad for the winter, but I bet when you got back, like you had a new life, like within mm-hmm. you, right? This new burning life within you and mm-hmm. energy. And I bet despite some of the challenges you guys probably faced, it was probably amazing because you probably it brought this whole new life so worth it like I was down there for 76 days I didn't start missing him till day 60 like granted we are up each other's butt day in day out and so like (laughs) it was nice to have the break it was nice to be our own person and it was kind of sad at one point I was like you know Chad just had the cat and him up here and me and Maggie are being country girls and he's like you know what it's kind of like it's so quiet in this house. It's like y'all died. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's sad. But I'm still having a good time. I'm drinking my sweet tea out on the porch. I'll call you later. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm sorry you're sad, but I've got my tea. So I'll see you later. But no, but when I we saw each other again, it made it worth it. Like it, right? it made I bet it was like dating somebody better. new a little bit. It was. I'm like, oh, yeah. we're going to book the nice hotel room in Missouri yeah. on the way up. Like, this is, let's be special with each other. Like, let's, yeah. let's just reunite. Like, this is, I, I really appreciate what he, 
what he brings and what we bring to each other. Yeah, there's yeah. struggles. I struggle yeah. every day. <laughs> That's what therapy is for. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But still, I don't regret it. I don't. I'll do it again. Oh. And yeah, and there's I something don't. to say. There's something to say, like when when you're so wrapped up in in a child or in your parents or in your spouse, whatever it may be, like mm-hmm. how can you have some space to take care of you? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of taking the leap to take care of you? Or, and and that's the thing. Right. It's like, what are you afraid of, or who uh-huh. are you afraid right. of? Right. Oh. And I talk about that a lot. It's not always that we're afraid to fail when we want to take jumps like that. It's because we're afraid of who we're going to, who we might be on the other side and what parts of ourselves we might have to let go of to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, I have to let go of the stability. Ooh, I might have to actually let go of some of these shitty stories I'm telling myself or, you know, there's pieces that are, even if you know that they're like toxic for you, they're comfortable. Your comfort zone is comfortable. Yeah. And even if you know it's not good or healthy, you live there. Yeah. And, and to push yourself out of it is scary. Not because it's like, oh, it's because it's different. You don't know who you're going to have to be, you know? Right. Right. It's hard to break the cycle. Like I think of it in terms yeah. of like doing a fast or doing a whole 30. Mm. Like it kind of needs to be like all or nothing for me. And maybe that's just my personality type. It's really hard for me to do incremental decreases of sugar or coffee or whatever it is like I need to go hard or go home and so maybe that's for other people too like you need to like shake them out and like go move away for two months if that's possible like go do something drastically different because the little minuscule movements aren't getting you where you want to be and that's just me because because of temptation and I'm not disciplined or whatever it is yeah, like you yeah, need no, to understand how you, how you are motivated, whether it's external, like I need accountability so that I don't break this diet or whatever it is, or yeah. is it internal of I can control my portions, I can control this and I got it and I'm doing this for me. Me, I'm not yeah. like that. I, I, I need no. the accountability. I think I'm like that, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah. When I think too, it's just... Um, like I was telling a client of mine last night too, like sometimes those baby steps become crutches for us. You know, like mm. we set goals that are so small because it's, but I said, what happens if you set this bigger goal mm-hmm. and you just go for it and then you tackle the beast that you run into along the way instead of like using those as excuses to pause or like, oh, well, I'm just going to go for this goal because it's easier uh uh-uh, no, you're not. You're going for that goal because you're playing small. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? well, there's, so I like think there's something to on. say, like, for for small wins. And this was a lesson yeah, that I learned recently. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. You celebrate all the wins. wins to do the yeah. big jump. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, are, are you selling your – is this really what you want? And right. who's holding you accountable to that? Right. Dear, our time is winding down. What else do we need to know about oh. you? Where can they, where can my listeners find you? What would they find yes. you for? How do you want to help them? Tell us a little bit about you. Like, oh your, my gosh. business you're starting. What do my listeners need to know? I, I put out this list of 2020 intentions on my Facebook, and that's just facebook.com slash ashmasterflash, A-S-H-M-A-S-T-E-R-F-L-A-S-H. And you'll find that handle for my Instagram. It'll be in the show notes. Just click there. But yeah, like that is what is focusing me for this year of I want to be able to book like six speaking events for the year. I want to help because I love like small business strategy and marketing. I want to help like four or six people launch a business and take that jump. Um, I really love creative stuff. So if there's anything that I could do like creative wise, let me know. And, And this is part of me figuring out what do I want to do with my life? But also sure. doing the things that are bringing me me joy. Um, yeah. I do have on my website um, 10 questions to ask before you jump. And this doesn't have to be a huge jump. It could just be like what? It could be as dumb as this. 
do I, do I buy a new rug for the basement? Guess what? I bought three, but like, what is keeping you from taking these steps to do a remodel? What is keeping you from taking the step to quit your job? What is keeping you from X, Y, Z? So I have that. It's a little freebie on my website. Just visit me there. But yeah, I, I'm just open this year to wherever. That. I'm, I'm open, but I'm being intentional because I don't want to be like a bottle yep. bouncing in the waves in the ocean. Like here's right. what I love to do. So let's see if we can line up. I love coaching, yeah. mentoring, consulting, creating. That's who I am. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you're all the energy, all the time. Yeah, that too. I get tired. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of me to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go in my little ash bubble for like four hours to go and be able to like pop. Yeah for like four hours. That's just, it just is what it is. And I know that that must be my manifesting yeah. generator, whatever it's called. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. Yes. I, I know plenty of people that do that. Like they schedule their work day, their coaching work day where like the first three hours of their day is just like their meditation, journaling, personal, like reading, like, so three out of your, if you, think of it as like an eight hour work day, not that it has to be, but like three of their eight hours is spent just on themselves so that the other five they can give to their clients. Like you have to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Like know that. where your energy lies. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot it to meet with people, especially like emotionally and empathically. Mm -hmm. Like it's, whew, yeah. you need to like debrief with yourself after that. I'm like, yeah. I need to come to Jesus meeting with myself. That was powerful. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, well, awesome, dear. We are going to end the episode. You guys, I will see you in the next one. Ashley, we're going to have you on again another day. Cause I oh, just love thank your energy. You. This is so yes. fun. I'm having That's a good awesome. time over here. Good, good. All right. Okay. Don't hang up. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Shoot. Sorry. Until I hit the wrong button. I can. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and you're feeling compelled, I would be so honored if you would leave a five-star rating and share this episode. If you share it on social media, you can tag me at Kari Heard. I am sending you all the love and good vibes, and I will see you in the next episode.